I guess our goal as dietitians, especially on social media, is to educate and inspire people. And so I think, you know, having good visuals is key to that. When you're thinking adding more colors, you're adding more variety to your diet, right? Like different fruits and vegetables. I personally like to, when even when I'm meal planning, I go to the grocery store with that kind of flexible mindset. And you look for vegetables that are seasonal or even on sale that way. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey there, thank you for joining us this week. I am so happy to have you here with us for this conversation. In the world of social media, one of the videos that I love to watch, besides a ton of dog reels, (laughs) are easy, colorful food ideas. And our guest today is an absolute pro at not only putting together beautiful meals, but meals that are packed with nutrients. Our guest, registered dietitian Andrea, has developed an astounding Instagram feed called The Dietitian Feed. Fitting, right? (laughs) Andrea has a true gift in pairing all kinds of foods that will spice up your meal plan with new flavor and exciting dishes to try. Plus, the reason why I really wanted to have her on the show is because her recipes are so simple. Meals you can make in a pinch. And I love hearing from dietitians that understand my need for super easy meals that don't have 10 ingredients or take a bunch of time in the kitchen. This conversation will have you inspired to get in the kitchen and add more colors to your plate. Join us for this conversation. Well, Andrea, it is so great to have you here with us. Will you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yes, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Andrea. I'm a registered dietitian, of course, based in Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm kind of leaning more into the culinary world of things right now. And I just love food and love getting others excited about food. Um, Yeah, a little about me. My family is Italian. So I've always, the food's always been, you know, super important to us. And more of that way to connect and share with those close to you, um, you know, in addition to obviously the nutrition side of things. Um, yeah, so I've been a dietitian for just only about three years now. Um, and I run the, the brand, the dietitian feed. And that's where I share meal planning inspiration, recipes with that focus on, you know, being quick and easy and delicious. Um, I also work as a consulting dietitian in long-term care, which I've been doing for about two years now. Awesome. You have quite the ends of both spectrum from, (laughs) from long-term care (laughs) to food. I love that. Yes, definitely. Two very different things, but it's a good mix. <laughs> thing about being a dietitian, you, there's so much you can do within the field, which is awesome. So did you also have any culinary training? Um, because your food looks amazing. Oh, thank you so much. No formal training, um, but I've just kind of all my life, I've been interested in food and cooking and being in the kitchen, you know, with my with my mom and different people in my family. So I've always... Um, I guess just really always been very interested in food and cooking, um, you know, just, just over the past, like, you know, when I was growing up, I would just, you know, experiment in the kitchen, making different recipes. And 
I kind of just hone my own skills. You know, I took a one recipe development course. Um, but other than that, I've kind of been self-taught. And I think that's the beauty of it because it's real mm-hmm. life cooking. You know, as a dietitian, yes. we know what ingredients we want to put in um, mm-hmm. and kind of testing if how the flavors and the taste and things like that. Um, tell us more about the journey in starting this feed. Yeah, so I've always been interested. I've always been a consumer of recipe blogs, I guess I should say. I've always been so interested in it. I was always in awe of the food photography and, um, you know, just how people create recipes just like from nothing, you know. So um, when I was, I guess, more like early university and high school, I was always making recipes from different bloggers that I really liked. Um, And then eventually, as I was kind of becoming a dietitian, um, I was still in my internship. And I just thought, you know, why not just try this on my own? Like, I'm super passionate about it. I love cooking. I've always been one to, you know, make recipes and then like give that, like share them with people, you know, like always giving people muffins and this and that. So I've always been interested in sharing my food and my recipes. So eventually, you know, as I kind of just got better, more confident in the kitchen and more confident in, you know, throwing things together without using recipes, I just decided why don't I record some of these and, you know, start my own recipe blog. So um, yeah, it's definitely a learning curve. You know, I guess, you know, dietitian training, we don't get any really training in business or how to start, you know, anything like a blog or anything like that. So um, yeah, I kind of just took the plunge. I just did a lot of research online, some YouTube videos and, you know, started developing my recipe blog. Um, yeah, just also lots of practice with the food photography side of things as well. Well, you're hitting it on every key from the reels to the post to your blog. Everything looks amazing for that. Uh, While we're talking, why don't you tell everyone your website? Yes, my website is called The Dietitian Feed. Um, The same handle across TikTok and Instagram if you'd like to find me. Um, Yeah, so my my blog is where my recipes kind of live. And then I share those on Instagram and TikTok with reels and photos and whatnot. When you're making a new recipe, what are some must-haves, whether it's nutrition or ingredients, uh, that you Mm -hmm. want to have in your uh, recipes? So really my main focus is not so much certain ingredients, but I do like to have my recipes be nutritionally balanced. And that's one thing that I talk about a lot on my blog, within my blog posts and also on Instagram and whatnot, is I always like to have those components to make it a balanced meal. So the protein, carbohydrates. Um, fiber, healthy fats, all that stuff. Um, so I really try to make, you know, my, especially my main like entree dishes to be nutritionally balanced. That way um, it takes the guesswork out of people's days. They can just follow my recipe and they have a whole meal that's nutritionally balanced ready for them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and it's more just kind of the overall big picture rather than specific ingredient wise. Right. And even in your recipes that you have, people don't have to get, caught up in the nitty gritty as in like how many mm-hmm. pro how many grams of protein does it have or how many calories you do all of that for us <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah so I don't post like you know the nutrition breakdown like I usually talk about um, like you know what kind of nutrients are in the recipe like I talk about where the protein's coming from and whatnot but I don't do like a nutrition label where it's like calorie counted um, that's kind of my approach in general more of like that non-diet approach um, not having to like weigh things or calorie count. Um, not saying there's not value to that. There's lots of education, you know, for people that want to start out and, you know, want to understand 
um, where their calories and protein and fats are coming from. But um, with my recipe blog, I kind of more take that intuitive approach, just, you know, promoting whole foods, nutritionally balanced eating, um, rather than having to calorie count. I love that. You have your blog and recipes. Tell us how people work with you. Yeah, so my main services at this time are the, you know, the recipe development, um, food photography, videography, so creating those reels, um, definitely focused towards creating content for social media. Um, so like at this time, my clients are more so like brands, different businesses that want to work with me. I've done cook, like hosted cooking classes, um, do some nutrition writing. So it's more so, um, you know, brand facing. And my goal is to kind of offer that free value to people who, you know, want to consume my content, eat better, um, are interested in, you know, healthy eating. What are some of your most popular reels and posts? Yeah, so actually recently, I started a series called Dinner in a Pinch. So I've been posting, you know, easy, quick dinner ideas for people to kind of whip up like on a work night, um, where they don't have too much time or don't want to spend, um, you know, so much energy in the kitchen. Um, so I've gotten pretty good feedback from that. Uh, lots of people have been making those recipes and sending me photos they've been making. Um, so it seems to be a really popular one right now. And I think that just speaks to, that's what people want, right? Is those easy, simple meals um, when they're so busy with life. <laughs> exactly. We we can't get enough mm-hmm. of them. And um, a recipe that's so simple that we can see and almost do it from mem- memory, like a no recipe recipe. Yes. I love those. Exactly. Like it's very, the steps are very intuitive and you can kind of just, yeah, it's kind of eyeball the ingredients, which is which is my favorite way to, to cook too, you know? <laughs> right. I love your dinner in a pinch. Tell us some meal ideas that you share. Yeah, so I've been, um, for the dinner in a pinch, I've been posting a lot of sheet pan meals, um, which of course is just one of the most easy things you can throw together. Um, so I do love the idea of, you know, putting things on a sheet pan, even if it's multiple sheet pans and it's baking it in the oven. That way it's, you know, you have, you cut that hands-on time for cooking. You can kind of just set it and forget it in the oven. Um, so I'm posting a lot of recipes like that. And with the sheet pans, I really like to spice things up with different like sauces or marinades, um, you know, things to kind of top the recipe off that kind of add that interest and that, I keep the meal interesting and, you know, um, not just like a pan of roasted veggies. Recently, I think the last dinner in a pinch I posted was a crispy chickpea and vegetable sheet pan. And I used a maple tahini sauce just to kind of put on the end right before serving to kind of keep it more interesting, add that lots of flavor, um, you know, just to make the meal more crave worthy and interesting. <laughs> it looks gorgeous. And um, the very simple ingredients too, you know, I'm not having a ton of things to do and a lot of ingredients. It's just basic steps for that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that is something that I would never think of. You know, it's not your normal like mm-hmm. spaghetti and meatballs. It's, oh, yeah, I, I can have some chickpeas and roast them. And that is a good source of your fiber and protein. And then getting in those veggies. And like you said, adding those dressings mm-hmm. to really make those ingredients pop exactly exactly yeah I also one of the one of my most popular recipes um, just like on Instagram just like reach wise like many people have seen it is actually a recipe I did in collaboration with Ontario Dairy and it's kind of fitting right now it was a lemon parmesan pasta primavera and I did it last spring now with spring coming up again it's kind of fitting that um, that's one of my most popular recipes to kind of bring back up again 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I think that pasta is one of those simple, easy weeknight things people love to make, you know? Right. And I think pasta, mm-hmm. I'm going to put on the nutrition part of it, but it sometimes can get mm-hmm. a bad rap. And when you look at it, it does yes. have, you know, added nutrients in there. It's fortified usually. It has protein and even fiber because sometimes we think regular white pasta, oh, that's bad. <laughs> yes, that's so true. It does get a bad rap for sure. Especially, you know, there's always, you know, through the through the ages, there's always one nutrient that's, uh, I guess, demonized. And right now it is carbohydrates. It's something that I think all of us dietitians hear about all the time. You know, people try to cut carbs. Um, but, you know, I love pasta. I eat pasta all the time. And like I mentioned, I'm Italian, so it's never not going to be part of my diet. And it definitely can be part of a nutritionally balanced diet. You know, I think there's, you know, it does contain carbohydrates, but I guess as dietitians, you know, it's not a bad thing. Um, and it's one of those really easy meals. You can really dress up and make it into a nutritionally balanced meal by adding those proteins, adding those fats, adding that fiber through like different vegetables to kind of make you feel more full and satisfied, make it more of a nutritionally balanced meal. Um, you know, I think we all know that if you just ate pasta on its own, you're going to be hungry again in about, you know, an hour. Um, but if you make it into that nutritionally balanced meal, like I did with this um, pasta primavera recipe, it really becomes that full meal, you know, you don't, you're getting everything you need in one, in one go. Exactly. You're not sitting down and eating an entire bowl of giant pasta, you know? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> like at a restaurant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is your favorite type of pasta? Ooh, that's hard. I, I really like rigatoni. It's probably my favorite noodle, okay. you know? Um, and I, I generally love just like a nice like tomato sauce. You know, that's my favorite way. That's how I, what I grew up eating on you know, Sunday dinners at my grandparents' house. We always had pasta with tomato sauce. So that's probably my, just my favorite. It's just one of those comfort food things. It's a classic, you know, but I do love pasta in all its forms and, you know, all the sauces. (laughs) Do you tend to just get the regular old pasta or do you venture out and try different ones like chickpea pasta or whole wheat or any of those? Yeah, sometimes. I've tried the, you know, the chickpea pastas and the lentil pastas and whatnot. And I do like them, um, you know, when you're hot, when you want to have something really simple. Because say you're super low on time, just throwing some chickpea pasta in a pan with some tomato sauce or, you know, to boil in a pan with some tomato sauce, it is so simple, and you're getting the extra protein and fiber, you know, without having to add all those extra things like pro, like other proteins, like you know, chicken or whatever or whatever, and um, you know, things like the the vegetables to kind of beef up the meal and make it nutritionally balanced. So it is nice when you're in a pinch, um, but I do just love like a, a you know the normal pasta noodle, like just like the white. Brigatoni pasta is probably my favorite, you know? Exactly. Let's tell everyone yeah, that one is just fine. My family exactly. is not a fan of the lentil or the chickpea, and they're they're like, can't we just have regular pasta? And that is totally fine. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nothing wrong with those things, but I agree. I just love the, cl- the classic, you know? I think, too, that speaks to, you know, just eating cultural foods can be included in a healthy diet as well. You know, I think, like, a lot of those cultural foods are demonized a lot. Um, things like the white rice, white pasta, you know, just different breads, which are a staple in so many cultures. I think it, you know, um, those things can be demonized a lot, but they all fit into a healthy diet. And I think that those cultural considerations are important. Um, you know, for myself, people are a lot, a lot of times are shocked that I eat pizza and I eat, you know, white pasta, but it's just one of those things. It's, it's food is more than just nutrition. It's a comfort um, you know, it's culture, it's sharing. So I think that part, the piece is so important as well and can be, you know, it can be part of recommendation for a healthy diet. Totally. 
um, you mm-hmm. really make your plates super colorful and that's kind of a no-brainer. You're a dietitian, so you're going to add all sorts of colors <laughs> in there. And the key here is you make them taste really good. What are some of your most flavorful, let's say, fruit and veggie packed dishes? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, so I have this one recipe that I kind of created um, based on the, um, if you remember the feta pasta trend that was really big on TikTok yes. a while back, yeah. I created this one recipe that's a sheet pan meal and it uses like a block of feta like they do in the pasta recipe. Um, but I combine it with chicken and lots of vegetables and some mini potatoes on like all in a sheet pan to um, make it a simple meal. And that packs in so much flavor with the different vegetables, the feta cheese, um, and just the different seasonings I put on the chicken to kind of sear it. Um, that's a really, that's a really flavorful one. Um, and that shows too, you can have those fun foods as part of your healthy diet. Like the, you know, the feta cheese is something that we think of high in fat, high in sodium, but um, you know, I think it's important to have those fun foods as well as part of, you know, your weekly meal plans because it's, that's what keeps it interesting. Keeps you coming back. <laughs> totally. And very simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Definitely, definitely. I see you have one, the edamame mm-hmm. kale dip. That sounds amazing. Tell us about that. Yes, yes. That was um, kind of another copycat recipe I did. Um, I'm not sure in the States if you have Farm Boy. It's similar to Trader Joe's-ish. Okay. Anyway, so we have a lot of their like um, in-house made products and they have this product called the Eddie Yummy Dip and it, everyone everyone's obsessed with it it's, it's a really yummy dip and it has kale and edamame beans so I kind of made it based on that um so that's a really fun way the reason I wanted to make that recipe is it's a really nice fun way to kind of get in that plant-based protein and then as well as extra veggies with the kale um yeah so I think dips are always a fun a fun thing to incorporate for snacks or alongside with your meals so just spread on like a sandwich or something Ooh, yes that would be amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can make dips my main course, you know. <laughs> exactly. I know. Yeah. Like more like a charcuterie board style. I love that. <laughs> right. That is a lot of fun. You got your kale, your edamame, garlic, uh, jalapeno pepper, a little bit of lemon juice. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, that looks so good. I cannot wait to try that. Yes. Yes. Let me know if you do. <laughs> and then I see you also do a great job of adding in some sweets. Which one is there a favorite in there? Yes. Ooh, that's a good question. Well, most recently I posted um, this this um, chocolate mousse dessert, and it's made with soft tofu, like the silken tofu. So I do like to make um, those sweets. I have those nutrition benefits as well. Um, nothing wrong with, you know, the full sugar sweets. I make those sometimes as well. And I do have a um, okay, cookie recipe on my blog. It's my orange chocolate chunk cookies those are kind of made using you know the traditional flour sugar butter those types of things so I like to have a variety on my blog because I think it's important to remember that not everything has to be healthified right and I think it's great to have those more nutrient-dense desserts because those things you know they make you feel good like you can have a dessert at the end of the night it won't make you feel you know 
lethargic or tired or gives you that sugar rush. Um, so yeah, I like to kind of have a, a variety of different sweets. And I think, you know, I try to let my, my recipe blog and my recipe speak for themselves. And I, I include, you know, the, the regular versions of cookies and I include the healthier versions of cookies to kind of normalize that it's okay to include both in your diet. Oh, so mm-hmm. true. So true. That mousse yeah. looks delicious. Um, yes, yes. That's a really good one. And actually, it's funny because we've talked about incorporating some long-term care homes as well as kind of that high-protein, you know, snack or dessert. <laughs> I can yeah. see that. Um, when mm-hmm. I was first yeah. a dietitian in the re- working in retail, I think one of my first TV segments was something like this, but I use uh, tofu and chocolate pudding mix. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's even easier. <laughs> I love that. I don't know about that. But um, yeah, I I thought it was so good. And my husband, I don't think he was a big fan. Of it. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. This that's, is the word tofu kind of turns people off, right? you know. <laughs> right. um, but it but it does have a good source of protein in there too for maybe someone um, like a vegan variation that would help be helpful for them oh absolutely for sure i think tofu is such an underrated food it's such a nutrient powerhouse that includes you know we always think it has so much protein which which of course is a great source of protein Um, but it also is high in things like calcium and iron and different vitamins and minerals that you don't always think about right Mm -hmm. so it's a great thing to you know increase that the nutrient density of your diet and the whole thing with the estrogen thing there's a lot newer research out there. Um, I say that because I was just looking up for a friend yeah. for, um, you know, those, those female diseases type and how estrogen is helpful mm-hmm. for those types. Oh, of course, definitely. It is, there's so much new research in that area. And I've also um, read some research recently on it that it actually can be protective against some of those cancers. Um, like like breast cancer, which you typically think, you know, um, if you eat too much estrogen, you know, that like you're at risk of developing those types of cancers. But um, there's actually been studies showing that in parts of the world where they have tofu in their diet, um, you know, as a staple, there's actually less lower rates of things like breast cancer. Right. I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. Talk about you have some meal plan resources on your site. Yes, yes. So in the past, I have created like a meal planning um, guide for people that is available for purchase on my on my blog. Um, yeah, so I think meal planning is is the approach that I take on my blog and what I promote on my Instagram and whatnot because it's you know I think one mis- common misconception is people think meal planning means meal prepping for hours on the weekend, right? Um, but I kind of try to promote meal planning as more as more of a re a resource to help, you know, improve your life and, you know, try to give you back some of that time. I think when we, when we don't take that many 30 minutes to, to do your meal planning, you're kind of scrambling all week long to figure out what to make, um, how to, how to get it on the table, you know, what and whatnot. Um, but when you're doing the meal planning, it can be more of a flexible approach to fit your lifestyle. So you can kind of plan maybe three, like four or five recipes that you're going to make for the week, get your ingredients for that. And that way, you know exactly what to make, maybe do a little bit of easy prep on the weekend, like chopping the vegetables and whatnot. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the more of the approach I take. I don't, I don't personally do a big meal prep. I'll make a few little things here and there to kind of make the week easier. But um, yeah, I think meal planning can be a really great tool to help people just eat well consistently. Right. Um, the simplified version, and I, uh, we can 
almost redefine the word meal planning as just having mm-hmm. stuff ready to go, have an idea, and if something doesn't mm-hmm. fit, we can be flexible in that area. Exactly. Yeah, it is nice that you can adjust for your lifestyle. Like if you know you're going to be out late one night and you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be out for dinner one night, you can kind of adjust for that. Um, you know, adjust for things like if you're going to be, um, if you have to be out, you know, taking your kids to different appointments in the evening, you know, you can make something, you know, even something that's like frozen, you froze ahead of time. You know, it's nice to just plan out your week and that way you're not on the night of, you're not saying, oh, shoot, what should I make now? You know, right. We've all had those nights where it's like, yeah. oh, well, this is just a big fail and I don't know what to make. Let's have cereal. That's fine too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. What would be your main message in telling someone about kind of getting started in maybe adding more colors to their meals without the overwhelm? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, one way I really like to get, add more colors and add more, I guess when you're thinking adding more colors, you're adding more variety to your diet, right? Like different fruits and vegetables. I personally like to, when even when I'm meal planning, I go to the grocery store with that kind of flexible mindset and maybe look for vegetables that are seasonal or even on sale that week. That's that can kind of help you make those decisions on like what vegetables you want to include with, you know, your chicken this week. It kind, of, it kind of opens you up to having more flexibility if you're kind of, you know, eating more seasonally. You can see, you can say, for example, um, this month peaches are, peaches are in season, right? But then last month there was apples. So you can kind of just change up your diet naturally that way throughout the season. Um, I think too in Canada or in Ontario especially, we grow so much fruit here in this, in this summer month. So, you know, it really opens you up to that flexibility and trying different things all the time. Um, so I think, you know, when you're at the grocery store, it's good to look out for just different things that, you know, maybe haven't tried before, you know, challenging yourself to add, you know, one more vegetable to your week that you normally wouldn't have had. So for example, if you always have, you know, broccoli with your meal, you can try something else like um, sauteing bell peppers, you know, something else in a different color. Um, I think it's too, it's, it's nice just to even like browsing on recipe blogs. So that's something that I've always done for myself. And you kind of just get different ideas you might see something you haven't tried before and a new fun way to even cook a same vegetable you've tried in the past. So I think just getting inspiration from, from Instagram, from those recipe blogs um, can be a, a super simple and like easy way to, you know, add more variety to your diet. Totally. What would your, one of your favorite go-to meals be? Say you have like 10 minutes or so um, to get something ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So one of my favorite go-to recently, especially for lunchtime, has been um, my smashed chickpea avocado sandwich. So this recipe on my Instagram, um, you take a can of chickpeas, you chop up a few vegetables that you might have on hand. The veggies I use in my recipe, they can be interchanged with really anything you have in your fridge. Um, you add a bit of smashed avocado and you put it in a sandwich and that's super quick, super easy. Um, it adds also that plant-based protein, the fiber, all those things you need in the meal. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to try that. Mm-hmm. Anything to mix with an avocado is golden. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, tell everyone where they can find you and connect with you. Yeah, so on Instagram and TikTok, I'm at the Dietitian Feed. Um, and my blog is the exact same name, which is www.thedietitianfeed.com. 
Um, I'm also not sure somewhere, some places that use dietitian with a C. So dietitian with a T, <laughs> you're trying to find me. That's right. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. we always have to point that out. Andrea, you do such an amazing job in inspiring people to eat more balanced meals and, and all foods, just looking at your feed. I am so happy you. you are on the show. Thank you so much. Okay, which recipe are you going to try? <laughs> I am definitely trying the chickpea sandwiches and the edamame dip, just genius. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Be sure to go and follow her for inspiration and pure enjoyment. If you are like me, you probably have saved a bunch of reels that you say you're going to make, but how about we try one next week as your homework? And then when you try it out, send me a DM and let me know which recipe of Andrea's you have tried so I can try it too. I need some accountability here. I always have so much fun talking with the guests and thank you so much for spending your time here this week on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.